Welcome to the Galactic Book Corner, where all your Star Wars novels and comics thrive. I'm your host, Jesus, and today we're going to be talking about Shadowfall by Alexander Freed. But before we get into that, there are a few business things to take care of. First, starting off, I want to apologize for the delay in this episode. This episode was meant to go up on Tuesday, July 7th, but obviously it didn't. It is now July 13th, and I neglected to get this up. I apologize. At the time, I was going through some weird mental stuff that was, you know, stopping me from recording and just stopped me from doing a lot of stuff. Um, and I know that's a horrible excuse and I'm not really explaining anything, but yeah, I just want you all to know I'm, a, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for the delay in getting this episode up. Um, this doesn't affect any of the, any of the other scheduled podcasts for the month. Uh, tomorrow, July 14th, I'm going to still be posting the, uh, the Ahsoka novel discussion. So be on the lookout for that. And you get two podcasts this week instead of one. And then, you know, everything else for the rest of the month is going to stay the same. Nothing's going to change. Um, and I will do better about getting stuff up when I say I will get them up. So yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me is what I'm trying to say. And as always, if, if you're an audio listener and want to watch the videos, you can go to YouTube and search for Galactic Book Corner. Well, you'll find my not-so-handsome face. You'll occasionally get to see my dogs. You'll see the crooked posters behind me. And yeah. And likewise, if you're a video watcher already and just want to get the audio version, you can find us on all major podcast services. That's Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, what have you. If we are not on your favorite podcast service, let me know. You can find us on Twitter um, at Galactic Book C, and you can tweet at me and just say, hey, you're not on this service. Or you can, you know, comment in the YouTube video section and just say, hey, I want you on this service. And I'll do my best to get the Galactic Book Corner there. And as I said, you can find us on Twitter at Galactic Book C. Um, you can find us talk you can get all the updates and news and all that jazz by following us there on twitter at galactic book c i know i'm a jumbled mess right now and i apologize um but yeah let's dive into shadowfall by alexander freed as a reminder there will be spoilers so if you haven't read shadowfall yet you might want to skip this episode news of the republic's victory still reverberates through the galaxy in its wake, the capital ships of the newly legitimized galactic government journey to the farthest stars, seeking out and crushing the remnants of imperial, imperial tyranny. But some old ghosts are harder to banish than others, and none are more dangerous than Shadowwing. Ursa Quell's ragtag alphabet squadron still leads the search for Shadowwing, but they are no closer to their goal, and the pressure to find their quarry before it's too late has begun to shake them apart. Determined, Quell works with the New Republic's intelligence contentious Karen Aiden and the legendary general Hira Syndulla. To prepare the riskiest gambit of her starfighting career, a trap for Shadowing that could finish the chase once and for all. But in the darkness, their enemy has evolved. Soren Kays, last of the Imperial Aces, has stepped into the power vacuum at the head of Shadowing, reinvigorating the faltering unit in their hour of need. Once adrift in the aftershocks of the war, Kays has found meaning again, leading the lost soldiers of his unit through to safety. The only thing standing in his way 
the most mismatched squadron in the New Republic Navy, led by his former mentee, the traitor, Ursa Quell. This is a sequel to Alphabet Squadron. Um, I probably should have reviewed Alphabet Squadron first before getting into this, but I didn't. Um, I have read Alphabet Squadron, though, in the past. It was one of the few Star Wars canon novels that I read before deciding that I should do all this podcast stuff. And um, But it's a good novel. Um, I'll review that much later. I probably won't be reviewing that until like October or November or something like that, according to my master schedule that I have. But focusing on Shadowfall, this is a really good sequel. Um, Alexander Freed has a really good talent for depicting space battles, just depicting combat in general. I feel like Alexander Freed excels at that, and he does a really good job of making it flow really well making it coherent and making it to where you don't get lost um i feel like in star wars of the past especially in the old eu um things like star wars battles these space battles would get really messy but alexander free does a really good job of making it coherent and keeping you engaged and keeping you keeping you engaged with various different points of views through the battles and he does a really good job of painting a picture of what's happening in the battle through all of these various um point of views and that's one thing i really appreciate about Shadowfall. it's one thing i i really liked about alphabet squadron it was just there was this vision and you could see it all and you could see these space battles you can see these fights break out and i just i really like that about Shadowfall. um there were a few things that felt messy um that i didn't feel like were clear um they, they come in the second half of the book so when when i go through the plot stuff i'll talk about those moments but there were a few messy parts but for the most part everything felt really good everything felt like it flowed willy really well um so overall shadowfall is a pretty solid novel shadowfall does a really good job of kind of catching you up to the point that you may not even need to read alphabet squadron it will help a lot and it'll help you understand the the, the dynamics of the relationships between the characters especially with alphabet squadron itself but for the most part, you don't, it didn't really feel like, having not read Alphabet Squadron in almost a year, it didn't really feel like I needed that. I didn't, it did, it did a good job of catching me up. But that also might be because I have already read it once. And so it just, the refresher made sense to me. So take that with a grain of salt. Assault. <laughs> but yeah. So let's get into the plot. Uh, the New Republic is seeing the Cerberon system. Um, and they're laying siege to that, and the main planet is sort of like, uh, sort of like a Coruscant-type planet. There, it's just one big city. There's a bunch of other planets that are, also have like settlements and stuff on them, but nothing major. Um, the system at one point rivaled that of Coruscant, uh, but as time went on, Coruscant easily overtook the planet in terms of population, in terms of being the capital of the Republic and all that jazz, and the Cerberon system sort of like went went to the wayside in terms of just how important it was in the grand scheme of things but it was a strong it's one of the last imperial strongholds and so the new republic new republic forces are trying to root out all the imperial forces and which is where alphabet squadron comes in they are the alphabet squadron which consists of uh ursaquel uh chas uh kira kiros Nath and Will, while Will, um, Will Lark, they're and they're called Alphabet Squadron because e they each fly a different kind of 
uh, fighter. There's A wing, Y wing, Y wing, X wing, U wing, and the B wing. Hence the name Alphabet Squadron. And they're doing their best. They're supporting ground forces. They're supporting um, they're supporting New Republic forces and all that jazz. So we have all of that going on. We have the support for the planet of New Republic forces trying to take over. We cut over to Soren K's and the previous book, um, spoiler for that, he was a character named Devin trying to just live his life, but then got sucked back into Imperial life because New Republic forces were trying, New Republic intelligent agents and stuff were like hunting him down. And so he eventually just goes back to the Empire. And now here he is trying to take command of Shadow Wing and lead them lead them essentially to survive. He realizes, uh, Soren realizes that um, there isn't really a chance of the Empire coming back. And so his main goal and his main concern is to keep the pilots alive and keep them away from Imperial or from New Republic justice because they, they realize that New Republic forces, he realizes that the New Republic is not going to forgive them for their crimes and he doesn't want to see them locked up. He doesn't want to see his people locked up at all. And so He's doing his best. Um, the Initially, Shadowwing is kind of, eh, stay away from us. You can be our advisor. You can tell us it, but we're not going to trust you because you betrayed us and because you left us in your hour in our hour of need. And so there's that whole dynamic. But Soren quickly kind of convinces the him, them to let him command, take the lead on missions and all that. And then jumping back over to the Cerberon system, uh, Caden Adden, Karen, Karen Adden, uh, sorry if I'm butchering names. Um, and sorry that I don't know, I can't remember the planet names off the top of my head. I apologize for that too. Um, jumping back over to there though, uh, Ursa Quell and Karen Aiden and Hira are devising a plan to lure Shadowwing over to the Cerberon system because Shadowwing is terrorizing, is terrorizing planets and terrorizing New Republic forces randomly. And so they're trying to lure, they're trying to devise a plan to lure Shadowwing to the Cerberon system so they can trap them and defeat them once and for all to end the threat that is Shadowwing because Shadowwing is the elite ace unit of the Imperial Navy. And so they devise a plan, which the plan, you know, I don't really know how that plan was gonna work to begin with. Essentially, they were going to send out a distress signal and stuff and try to be like, hey, come here, Shadowwing, come here, come protect us. Uh, they were going to sit on like Imperial channels, channels and stuff. Um, they were purposely um, harassing the the Imperial forces on, in the Cerberus system and was like trying to trap them on the planet in certain sections and all that. They were doing all that, and then they were going to. There was an asteroid in the in the system where they were going to put ground troops on, and they were hoping Shadowwing would use the asteroid to launch attacks onto the planet to take the planet back. And I guess that all made sense. I feel like that was like a, that was a giant leap of of the of Shadowwing using the asteroid and stuff and all of that. Um, needless to say, their trap ultimately fails. Um, Hira leaves leaves the system because she's get she Hira gets called away so she takes she takes a flighter uh, she takes another uh, squadron away and they go off and they leave which leaves um, Ursa Quell and Karen Aiden kind of in charge of everything and as all of that's happening well I should backtrack here Caden uh, Karen Karen Aiden 
he gets he gets attacked he gets knocked out he gets he gets knocked out and uh, captured by some imperial forces and they're like torturing him and stuff um that happens after that happens after a one of the battles near the beginning of the novel and Ursaquel and Nath, uh, one of the Nath is one of the people in the squadron. They go off to look for him. Uh, they find him on, they find him with some Imperial forces. They rescue him. And as they're coming back, um, because Karen Aiden disappeared, he sent out, he was gone for almost a week. He sent out a package to the rest of, to multiple people within the new Republic forces including alphabet squadron that reveals the history of ursaquel and her participation in project cinder um project cinder if you don't know what that is if you're not following if you haven't really followed the grand scheme of the post uh after return of the jedi storyline operation cinder was essentially the empire's way of causing chaos if he was if he was going to be defeated if he thought he would be defeated after Return of the Jedi. Um, there is this weird robot that goes around and uh, the uh, various captains and admirals and stuff have to like cut their hands and like put blood on things to verify who they are. And then they get orders and the project sender more often than not was basically committing genocide across the galaxy to cause chaos, to make people fear the re Imperial remnants and all that jazz. But it was just a way to inspire fear, and Ursaquel was part of the flight that was part of the shadow shadowing at one point, and she was her she was in, she took part in basically destroying a planet, and um, which is why she eventually left the Imperial Navy, knowing uh, what she did and her role in op in um, Operation Cinder turns her flight against her uh chas and will will lark are like yo you can't be our flight leader anymore because we don't trust you because of your role in operation cinder and so she gets kind of sidetracked but as she's getting sidetracked lo and behold shadowing comes into the system but they are ignoring the trap completely and they have plans of their own that soren uh has devised himself and they have a star destroyer with them and everything and basically the the ship that was left in the system that would house all the flights and stuff the the, the alphabet squadron and the new republic forces and stuff engages the star destroyer and they fight they fight um quell uh, the alphabet squadron go off to uh fight shadow to fight shadow wing to fight the star destroyer um everybody kind of goes their separate way chas rushes in with her b-wing trying to cause as much chaos as she as she can possibly can um will lark realize uh it gets sent a message to pull back from shadow wing because at an alphabet squadron he sort of formed a friendship slash bond with one of the pilots there and he trusted him and nath goes with him um, and that, so their flight split up. Ursaquel is stuck on the ship because nobody, uh, her, even her droid is like, no, you can't fly the X-Wing. And so it's all kind of, they're all split up and everything. Um, but she, um, she eventually sees what's happening. She gets off the capital ship, um, uh, which is, she gets on a ship that has Karen, Karen Aiden on it, uh, from when he never left that ship from when Nath and her, from when Nath and Quell rescued him from Imperial forces. And so she takes the ship there and they fly away. And I know I'm probably jumbling things up and I apologize, but they, um, they take the ship away. 
and they escape the ship just in time because the cap the new republic capital ship is destroyed by the star destroyer but the star destroyer is also destroyed they both crash into the planet the capital the main planet in the in the cerberon system and then uh chas chas's b-wing is is disabled uh will lark and uh nath are trying to um uh, go go to the planet to try to meet up with uh, New Republic forces that have survived. Uh, Ursa Quell's ship also gets disabled with Karen, Aiden, um, and then that's where everything, that's about halfway through the book. And this is where stuff gets really interesting, where um, we have different, where our, where Alphabet Squadron is split up, and each, and each group is kind of in like their own little journey. Um, so, I'll start with I'll start with um, the least interesting one, which is uh, Chass's storyline. There, um, Chass, she um, she gets found by she get her, her in her B wing. She's trying to repair her B wing, but then starts floating off into space and is like unable to get to her B wing. And she gets found by she gets found by a a, a cult uh, a cult that believes in the Force, and she is like anti cult. She's like man. Cults are stupid, but she gets taken by the cult and she doesn't see, she, um, she figures, she figures out that the cult has been taking, uh, Republic, both Republic and Imperial prisoners from the battle and keeping them and trying to convert them and stuff. So she kind of just goes along with it and is like, yeah, I guess I'll do all this. Uh, while she's doing that, she meets an Imperial pilot that was also taken uh, named Sita, and they kind of form an they form an alliance to get out from the clutches of the cult, and then they make this big old grand plot to get the codes and get to the sh and get to one of the one of the ships that the cult has and all this other stuff. They do all of that, and then um, uh, in the end, um, it results in it results in uh, Chas. I think killing Sita. I'm not 100% sure what happened there. Um, this is one of the parts where that I felt was messy. Was like this as Chas's escape from the cult felt really messy to me. I didn't really follow what was going on. I I know at some point Sita and her betray each other and they start fighting, but I wasn't clear of what happened to Sita after that because Sita just sort of just does. Sita just sort of disappears and then one of the cult members comes and is like trying to convince Chas to stay but then Chas leaves and uh the uh leader of the cult is like you're all we're always going to be with you which we will again will we, we which is true we'll see that later on where Chas kind of feels empty after all of this the events but yeah the Sita stuff felt really weird to me I didn't really understand that whole fight scene it just it didn't feel it just felt messy and I'm not sure what about it felt messy. I just don't, I think it's just like, I don't know what happens. It was just like one minute they're fighting and then the something happened, but it was like, it wasn't clear what happened in the paragraph because she's just shooting, shoot, uh, Chas is shooting randomly. And then uh, the, the cult member is like, hey, yo, calm down, join us, you know, no fighting, we don't have to fight. Uh, ultimately though, Chas gets in the ship, gets in the cult ship and flies away. Well, no, she gets, she realizes that the cult has her B-wing. And so she gets in her B-wing and flies away. And, uh, and she flies away just in time to join up with Nath and Will. So jumping over to Nath and Will, 
they nath and will are leading are essentially leading the new republic forces that are now under siege from imperial forces led by shadow wing so shadow wing has basically taken control of the Cerberon system after new republic forces were handily defeated um they've uh, shadow wing forces have met up with the imperial ground forces that had that had been holding out from the new republic forces and so soren soren Kays is now leading the imperial forces he has this grand plan of uh fixing up a freighter so shadow wing and stuff can escape the planet because he real he knows that ultimately they're not going to be able to hold the planet and his goal was to just his his goal was to kill Hira, who had already booked it out of the system before the the battle began. But he didn't know that, and so he is trying to get off the planet to book it before before New Republic forces return to reclaim the system, because he he thinks he killed Hira Syndulla in the initial attack, and that was what his goal was. And so he is basing his whole plan and assumption that he has killed Hira. Um, but going back over to Nath and Will, Will, Nath and Will are leading the New Republic forces, and they're trying to figure out a way that they can repel the Shadow Wing and the Imperial forces on the planet. Um, and lo and behold, Soren's plan to rebuild a freighter also happens to be the place where Nath and Will are heading to um, hold out against Imperial forces. So there's they all meet in this moment where will and nath and their allies are like oh shit, we need that place from the imperials and the imperials are already there trying to build a ship a freighter that will hold all of the all of the tie fighter squadrons and stuff of shadow wing and get off the planet and so a big battle happens there and everything is fighting um and eventually uh chas shows up and when chas shows up who shows up at the last minute to save the day it is hira and hira returns with new republic forces and that's when soren's like oh shit we're screwed there's new republics already here um but to escape he orders his uh forces to attack he orders shadow wing and orders a bunch of missiles to attack the city and to to attack to attack civilians to keep them to distract new republic forces from their escape and so soren is able to escape from the system and along with a good chunk of shadow wing though they're still licking their they're still licking their wounds but in the end the in the end the planet is for the most part saved civilians are kept alive um the imperial forces on the planet are defeated and shadow wing is off into the galaxy but where is Ursa Quell and Karen Aiden, the Imperial Intelligence Officer? Well, their ship gets disabled uh, when Ursa Quell escapes from the capital New Republic ship. Her ship gets disabled and she's floating through space. And eventually um, they get they get um, her ship gets uh, her ship gets uh, trapped in a uh, gravity well on a small planet. And she crashes and as she's crashing she sees she sees a large structure and it is described as a sith structure she says it's very sith like um and the best way i can think of it the best way it's described kind of looks like the stuff from the the weird pyramid thing that 
that Kylo Ren was walking under that had Palpatine and all that. But um, it was described as being a very Sith-like object-like structure. But they crashed onto the planet. And the planet, when they crash onto the planet, um, they're all... Uh, K- uh, Karen Aiden is injured. Uh, Ursa Quell's injured. They have a, um, an imper- a, an Imperial torture bot with them. The Imperial torture bot had been reprogrammed to not be a torture droid and all this other stuff. And, um, yeah. Um, so they're, they're trying to survive on the planet and the planet is crumbling and falling apart into them. Cause it's, it's the planet that's closest to the black hole that is in the center of the system. And so it, it, they're given the the tor- imperial torture droid is like yeah this planet's going to crumble apart within week within a couple days and so Ursa Quell and Karen Aiden are trying to get off the little planet and all that but things go bad for Ursa Quell she is she makes her way to the Sith structure she le- uh, she leaves Karen Aiden behind to kind of she leaves him behind to try to find a ship because he can't move. He's severely injured from the torture that he got from the Imperial, uh, from the Imperial forces when he was captured. Um, and then the crash kind of just weakened him completely. And so Quell is pretty much on her own with the torture droid, of course. Um, and so they make the, the torture droid and Quell make their way to the Sith structure where the torture droids like, yeah, there's probably a, a ship in there. Um, but you have to it's it needs it needs a certain kind of bio biometric response scan thing to open and so quell starts quell is like okay let's figure out how to do that and the torture droid begins to torture her uh it turns out that during the crash the uh the torture droid the the got its programming reset and so it was a torture droid again but it also remembered his friendship with uh karen a karen aiden and all that and so they um and it also remembers that ursa quell was an imperial it was an, once an imperial person and knew her role and all this other stuff and so it started torturing her because imperials she is an imperial that deserves to be tortured so that happens and eventually quell realizes what's happening and she destroys the the droid uh when she goes back to karen aiden to check on him he is dying and he dies when he dies she feels bad and she goes back to this sith structure sees that she's able to open the door and there lo and behold there is a ship there so the droid was right in that respect and again this is one of those moments where these whole sequence of events for quell at this point with the cis structure with being tortured i got really confused and it was kind of weird to follow because i didn't really understand because i thought the it was the cis structure making her relive these memories but it turned out to be, it turned out to be the droid and it was just that whole sequence was a little confusing and a little just like eh uh, but yeah, Quell gets in the ship and she flies off to space and she's in space just as the battle is ending. Uh, that the big battle here is already in the system. Soren's fleeing and she sees sees all that's happening. Her, her ship, her Sith ship, uh, I'm going to assume it's a Sith ship. It doesn't really specify what kind of ship it is, but it's apparently a really good ship because it can cloak. It can do go into cloak mode. It can... Um, do a bunch of other stuff and she attaches on to Soren Kaiser's freighter as they're leaving the system and um so she gets 
uh, she goes off with the Imperial forces and back over to the the New Republic side. Everybody's celebrating the this the Cerberon system as officially in Re- New Republic control. Uh, you know, Alphabet Squadron didn't succeed and uh, their mission of taking down Shadow Shadowing, and they also lost Karen Aiden. They don't know what happened to him. They don't know what happened to Ursa Quell, but they feel good and that they're going to continue fighting against Shadowing. Um, and then jumping back over to Soren's side, jumping back over to Soren's side, Soren has decided that he's going to reunite with other Imperial forces to try to survive. Um, and the book ends with Ursa Quell in Soren's office on the freighter reporting for duty. And that's how the book ends. Um, I really like the way this ends, actually. Um, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm really excited to remember character names and remember where uh, planet names and stuff. I apologize for butchering that whole synopsis there. Um, I, if you've made it this far, Thank you so much for sticking it, sticking with me with that. Because, man, I did a horrible job of trying to remember names and all that, even with the book in front of me. But, um, yeah, I really like the way the book ends. I'm really excited to see what would happen in the third book if there's going to be a third book. Um, it's It was a really solid read across the board. Like there were, like I said, there were a few messy moments, like the, the Chass, um, Chass stuff with the cult and the torture stuff with Quell. Um, but overall, like everything was really good. It felt Alexander Freed does a really good job of describing battles, of describing these characters. He's really good at building these relationships. The characters felt real. They felt like they had a real history and background. And um, I really like the uh, the way the chapters are set up because it's there's like chapters and then there's subsections of each of the chapters. So it goes like chapter one, but then there's section one, section two type things. And I found that a fascinating way, fascinating way to tell these stories. Um, and yeah, nothing ever felt like it was going too crazy. And it really, it just, it felt good. Like the book just felt good overall. So with that said, let's get into the rankings. For those who don't know, I am ranking all the Star Wars novels against each other from one to whatever the final number is when it all, when it's all said and done. The current rankings right now is that number one is Dark Disciple. Number two, Master and Apprentice. Number three, Dooku, Jedi Lost. Number four, Queen's Peril. And number five, Queen's Shadow. Um, And with Shadowfall, I think I'm going to place it at number two. So it will be replacing Master and Apprentice and sending all that stuff down. Um, I just think Shadowfall is a overall enjoyable book. It's really well written. for Dark Disciple, it doesn't. It, Dark Disciple, I think, is really well written, and it makes you. And Dark Disciple feels like you're in an, ep, in an episode of Clone Wars, whereas Shadowfall is really well written. Um, I think where it falters is a little bit on the story side of things. Uh, I don't really as enjoyable as as it is, and as good as it feels, the story still feels kind of wonky at times. And it, there are moments that aren't really clear, whereas Dark Disciple is very clear from start to finish with a lot of with a lot of the story beats and elements to it. And yeah, it just Dark Disciple feels like you're reading an episode of Clone Wars, and so that's why it's at number one. And Shadowfall is at number two because it's an enjoyable read, and I highly recommend it. So yeah, at number two now 
is Shadowfall by Alexander Freed. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me through that stumbling mess that was my plot synopsis, plot summary, I should say, of Shadowfall. I hope you enjoyed. If you made it this far, thank you so much. You're awesome. And yeah. Anyways, uh, be on the lookout tomorrow, Tuesday, July 14th, 2020, for the next episode of Galactic Book Corner. The book in question that we're going to be discussing is Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. And I'll tell you right now, it's all right. Anyways, thank you all so much for watching slash listening. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next time. Bye.